Do you want to hit record? <coughs> Already have. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with the finger and her thumb in the shape of it now on her forehead. And then they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Did it make sense not to live for fun? Jambo! Karibuni, welcome to episode 10 I say for the second time Unfortunately, the uh, <laughs> first recording of this has been uh, lost to time So we'll have to But it doesn't matter, we'll make the best of it We'll, we'll just do it again but make it better Roll with the punches so uh, this episode is going to be punches. this episode is going to be talking about um, general village, village life, life and then a small yes. little intro to food. But we will cover that on a later a later episode in detail, hopefully with some recipes. So you can uh, maybe if you're doing some fundraising, you can uh, get some uh, what's it called authentic authentic Tanzanian grub. So. Uh, yeah. Chakula. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Joe, you were Mr. Community Life when we were out in Tanzania. Do you want to hit it off? What were some of I the was. major things in the first couple of weeks that you were, that you kind of experienced to do with the village? What were the main things that you remember? Uh, I remember, like, seeing all the different people, getting to know who everyone was. Um, seeing like where everyone lived was quite interesting like because people would sort of be outside their houses waving at you as you walk down the road that was one of my favorite things really uh just everyone says hello Uh. one thing that you'll find if you're planning to go to a rural area and somewhere like Tanzania is that everyone is very from everyone everyone is very friendly everyone will say hi mm-hmm. or mambo or whatever language it is in the place where you're going uh, uh yeah you don't get that much in the UK no but uh, I quite liked that it sort of lightens up your morning when you get a, oh, Mambo, Joe, hi. Yeah. <coughs> that was one of my favourite things. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, did you did you get much of that? Well, yes, uh, it's unavoidable. You cannot walk yeah. <laughs> 15 metres without someone shouting Mambo at you. Get ready to have a couple of uh, responses, otherwise you're going to be always saying, like, Mambo Vippy and Safi. But, uh, yeah, I, well, being the negative half of this podcast, I've got to say, it gets a tiny bit grating, so, yeah. Nah, nah. You just, you are starved of, uh, attention back home, so you were, you were lapping this up when we were out in TZ, but, I don't know. It's fun and everything, well. but, yeah, I, I think <laughs> definitely, if I went back again, give yourself half an hour's worth of uh, teaching just a bunch of like 
ways to say hello. Because, yeah, saying the same word, like, 50 times in a row to, like, 20 different people who go past. Oh, boy. That does not... Uh... Do you not think, though, that the best way to learn a language is by speaking to people? Uh, definitely. But, um, I don't know. When I was in Tanzania, I had, well, not a lot of stuff to do, but learning a language was very low down on my priority list I, right. I I definitely wouldn't when I was actually in TZ I wouldn't be spending like half an hour a day set aside for learning whereas I think back home it's a lot more easy to kind of give yourself that task and so yeah I don't know like did oh, you do gosh. much learning of the language like outside of just speaking it when you were actually there um I mean, sometimes people would go through, uh, teach bits of it to me, uh, like the numbers and uh, stuff like that. Because I've got to say that you are, we are like opposite sides of the spectrum when it comes to like the language learning. You probably knew the most of any UK volunteer, would it be fair to say? That would be quite unfair to say. If if we're talking about all the other echoes as well, like Will, Will was basically fluent by the end of it. <laughs> I uh, I was compared to him. I could barely say mambo. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Did okay. you did you speak to Will much? Yeah, I didn't. He was all right. I didn't. I didn't get kind of crazy language vibes off him. Uh, well, I remember asking well, a would... few people, like, oh, how'd you say this or whatever? And they were all like, oh, ask Joe. He's the one who knows everything. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Was that towards the start? Or... Uh, yeah, but definitely at uh, the midway point as well. Because I think, I think at, at the start, I sort of started learning very quickly. And then I slowed down a bit. Okay. <laughs> But uh, some of the other people, like, they didn't know, they hardly knew any, like, at the start. But then, uh, by, like, phase review and debrief at the end, they were teaching me. <laughs> they oh, were okay. teaching me stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, just generally, uh, walking through the village, be prepared for everyone to want to have the same uh, little kind of friendly chit-chat with you. So brush up on your small talk or be cursed to be like me and come across as very standoffish. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gained a bit of a reputation for that, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I see that as being uh, my just my personality, you know. Besides, being, <laughs> uh, being compared to both uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Sylvester Stallone is no bad thing. Yeah, you were you were seen as very strong because you had that big, mighty chest, didn't you? Yes, thank you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were unganganga. Save that for the unganganga episode, where I talk about my unganganga <laughs> secrets for the uh, unganganga <laughs> boys and girls out there. But yeah, 
Um, For context, Nga is not even proper Swahili. A lot of the TZ volunteers didn't even know what it meant, but it was... It was sort of like Quadoli dialect for like very very strong, mm. and they'd be like Alex is nganganga. Alex yeah. doesn't believe me. He thinks it means something dodgy, but because no it... one wanted to be called nganganga. If you said, "Are you nganganga?" They're like, "No, no, 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 no." So that's just modesty. No, it's not. No, it's, it's like, not. No, I'm you not can't strong. read people. That was that was bullying, plain and simple. <laughs> they saw me and my upper body strength and they bullied me for it, Joe. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so other things that were going on. Um, kids. Yeah, kids. Uh, we'd get kids outside our little classroom, wouldn't we? Yeah. Sort of climbing the windows. Um Calling our names. Mm. <laughs> I feel this was slightly like um, feeding the pigeons and then coming back the next day and seeing that there's more pigeons outside. I feel this was slightly spurned on by uh, Joe's friendliness to the village children. Let's not compare them to pigeons, all right? These were these pigeons were, are a noble bird. Are... I just mean that they kind of. <laughs> Yeah, if you go and you I, play I, games I, with kids, it's not surprising that they're going to come back in greater numbers the next day. I... <laughs> you, make, you make me think of Star Wars when you say that. What? They'll be back. They'll be back, and in greater numbers. Well, I'm not a nerd, so uh, I wouldn't know what that was, but continue. Okay, well, if you are a nerd at home, you're welcome. <laughs> what was I... What were we saying? Oh, yeah, the kids... Uh, they would come back, like, if we showed them some attention, which I thought was sweet. Yeah, yeah, The rest of the UK volunteers maybe didn't. <laughs> I think it was, uh, people it had a short annoying. kind of attention span. It was cool to have them around for five minutes, but after you're actually sitting down trying to read a book or whatever, and they're still, like, clawing at the windows, you're kind of like, ah, oh, wish they'd just go away now. Maybe that's the thing, because I didn't want to like sit around reading i wanted to be like sort of engaging with the quadoli lifestyle as much as i possibly could uh. and part of that was like entertaining the kids with like their uh their akuti akuti song which i still don't know the words to as in you don't know what it means or you don't know the full thing i know more or less what it means okay. it's about it's about um, it, it's about a car crash, I think. Yeah, I remember this. That's super messed up. But I guess like Ring of Ring of Roses is about uh, the Black Death. So... The plague, yeah. Yeah. Nursery rhymes do originate from fairly dark tragedies. things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd that? <laughs> anyway, um, no. yeah, that was that was fun. We'd hop around in a circle. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, they'd always fight to, like, be next to me, <laughs> which was weird. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone wants to be next to the, the, uh, the traveller from the faraway land of, uh, the, exotic, the United uh, Kingdom. The exotic yes. <laughs> realm of Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, to them, it might just be. Yeah, I know. But, uh... Yeah, kids were... I guess, like, these uh, the families in Tanzania are typically quite large. So, if you go to a yeah. village, the kind of proportion of children is going to be a lot higher than, I don't know, you would see in kind of the UK. So... Yeah, that, yeah, that is a good point. I guess tons of kind of adverts showing uh, villages full of children had kind of like primed me for that. But still, it is kind of, there's a village and it's only got a few hundred people and a third of them are younger than 15. So that's maybe something to be aware of before you head out. Yeah, but the children, they, they will love you. They'll yeah, yeah, yeah. be very excited that you've arrived. They'll crowd around you. They'll shout. Uh, Mzungu at you. They are the saddest Mzungu. when you uh, when you have to leave. So. Oh no! Don't don't. We're not onto that episode yet. Well, <laughs> it's all good things must come to an end, and I think the people should know we're past the halfway point of this uh, this little project. It, it's coming up. No, I'm I'm not over that. I'm not, <laughs> not over that day. Okay, but uh, just yeah. and rub salt in my wounds. I'm sorry, you. Joe. But, uh, yeah. Once again, this is Joe Heavy episode, so what were your other things? We had the five, you've gone through yeah. two of them. Um, oh, there were the big five, weren't it? Um, I played a lot of Uno with the Homestead family. Mm -hmm. I think Alex joined in quite a bit. Who's Alex? We sometimes... Alex, the other guy who's on this podcast. Oh, okay. It's weird that you talk about me in the uh, third person, but sure. <laughs> I think you joined a few of those games as well. Uh huh. Uh, and that was fun. That was a lot of fun. They they really liked the Uno game, um, and I actually left it with them after I left. Yeah, that was uh. That was probably the biggest impact that... Uh... The biggest impact that I personally had on the village. I, I, I gave them Uno. Yeah. I wonder if it, I wonder if they still got them. Cause, oh, cause 100%. Those cards, those cards were wearing out by the time... I think they were just getting a, a bit scruffed up. I don't think they were wearing yeah. out. I think they... And it's kind of like... Um, you know, they do a lot of wear and then they gradually uh, peter out. I would mm. I would be very surprised if 99% of the cards you gave to them are not in pretty much the exact same condition we saw as we were leaving. <laughs> there might be the odd missing card. The odd one, but I still think yeah. they're pretty good at like holding them all together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, you see uh... some of the other decks of cards and like the pool cues and stuff. They're they're old, but they're well cared for. Mm. They're well nurtured. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Uno. Paul was an another. Yeah. Oh no. Uno. Yeah. Uno. We played a lot of Uno. Uh, in our little group. Um. We sometimes let some of the villagers join us as well. I think we were very keen uh, to let the villagers join in whenever they were around. Even. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, as much as possible. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think Uno, especially if you've got, like, an official Uno set, you're not just using a standard deck of cards, it's extremely easy to teach. So, yeah, it was a very good... Oh, uh, yeah. 
a billion times better than the uh, the official rally sanctioned uh, icebreakers. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, which I I don't remember, remember any specific ones. But I remember I one in infamy, <coughs> the one that uh, crippled my elbow for a good three weeks. Oh, Doug do Goose. Don't say his name here, Joe. <laughs> I've not fully healed from that yet. But, uh... Were you chasing me as well? No, it was, uh, I was being chased by Eric. Okay. And you were so desperate to not be caught that you... I, uh... What, what actually happened? <laughs> That's, no, no, we'll do that in the, uh, tragedies episode. Um... Right. <laughs> yes, that was the greatest tragedy that... That occurred. Yes, but uh. I'm sure. No, so lots of you know. Um, I think also, as much as we didn't do it, it was always a big deal when we did. But pool was another one that I think you saw a lot of in the village. Sufiani's yes, they had a was Sufiani's. a little shop, right? But they also owned right next to it uh, a bar that you could buy beers from. And they had a pool table. Yeah. So it's a kind of coin-operated coin one. And, yeah, uh, you could get the pool cues and the uh, the triangle, whatever that's called, from Sufiani's. And so I think four or five times we had a, a game of pool. And the, I think the reason we only had four or five of them was that that pool table was constantly in use. Whenever you walked past from kind of like 9 o'clock in the morning to, well, late at night once the lights were finally on, there was always some mm. people, like, playing there. So I think we didn't want to, like, uh, encroach on that too much, hence why we only had, like, four or five games. Yeah, it was almost like the biggest attraction of the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would always be, often the same group as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. There was some, I guess if you play pool, like, once a day for... 10 years of your life, you get pretty good, so we didn't particularly want to uh, go mm. up against them. Was George the best in yeah. the UK Volunteers, I think? Wouldn't be surprised, he was the best at a lot of things. Ah. Uh. <laughs> um. But yeah, if you want to brush up on some pool tricks, maybe they'll come in useful. Did, uh, yeah, did can't any... guarantee your village will have a pool table. I was going to say, though, no. did any of the other villagers have a pool table? I think a couple of them did. I don't know. I feel like they were quite shocked when we said uh, our village had a pool table. Hmm. So... It's like, oh, you know, Cordelli, we, we have a pool table. Yeah. Nothing big, but... <laughs> and so other sports that we thought were pretty big up was football that was football. the biggest thing in the village i think no especially sports wise uh, sports wise yeah um well i'm just thinking uh when we had the village meeting with the village who was she was she the village elder was she someone from the government don't make me try and remember i don't know well anyway there was this lady who was some kind of high up in the village and yeah. she did, well, as we said, the uh, the genesis of the logs. Uh, when we did... 
she uh, called like a village meeting and there was a big turnout because everybody wanted to know what was going on and I guess there was like questions at the end. But uh, I don't think that that turnout was as big as when the Quadoli football team played some other uh, team. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember that, yeah. But no, so I would say that football is very big. So We did play quite a lot of football as well. Ah. Uh, I... Like the, with the kids and with some of the younger adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would sort of do a shirts versus skins sort of football match. Yeah, because uh, Quadoli had kind of two football fields, had a big one slightly further away from the uh, from the school with full-size kind of goals and probably a full-size pitch, whereas there was a smaller one, which was about a third the size maybe, much closer to the school, and so, yeah, yeah I think it was there where we played with the, uh, the kids a bit more. And these were... Um... Just the school fields, basically. Yeah. It wasn't like an Astro or anything, just... Was it not? Oh. No. <laughs> Where did you get that from? <laughs> Where did you get that idea from? Feel the... Uh... Or were you being sarcastic? I'll, I'll let the listeners decide. Okay, well... Yeah. It wasn't Astro, it was natural grass. Hmm. Quite good grass as well. We did have the Wi-Fi tree as well. That was... Uh, that was towards the edge of one corner of it, yeah. That was Which the was uh, one spot in the village where you could get phone you signal. Could get uh, yeah. So absolutely we, nothing to do with Wi-Fi, but for some reason it got known as the Wi-Fi tree. It just yeah. But uh, but yeah, um, I would say I didn't bring a football with me. Obviously, uh, packing a bag to go on a kind of twelve-hour flight or whatever. When you're having to bring three months worth of clothes and all the rest of it. Uh, I didn't have any space for it, but a friend of ours, uh, Henry, did bring a football with him. He brought a foot. No, he brought two footballs, like an American football, as in like a rugby ball type thing, and a basketball. And he was a smart cookie because he brought them uh, de-inflated and brought like a little mini pump and then pumped them up when oh, he was... Oh, is that what he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is quite smart. So that way took up, I don't know, maybe the space of a pair of shoes, but he brought like, you know, four full-size footballs so I, in country bought one off him, so that I could take it to the village, and I think that was a pretty good shout on my behalf Yes, I think it was I think me leaving that behind was uh, maybe my biggest impact (laughs) and certainly about three quarters of the uh, rally Officially sanctioned uh, daily energizers wouldn't have gone ahead if I hadn't brought that along. <laughs> that, that is so true. But uh, I wonder they they probably still play with that, don't they? Yeah, though it did get a puncture in it at one point, so I'm not sure how much mm. your Uno cards they can last forever. Whereas that football's got a solid like shelf life. You kick it enough, <laughs> it will eventually just wear down to nothing. But I'm sure they got a good good amount of uh, playtime out of it. But yeah, that's one thing I'd say. If you're going to a village, maybe try to pack like a football and a little pump. It would be well worth it once you're there. Mm. Yeah. Right, so that's uh, a general overview of village life. I would say it starts off quite slow. People are a bit shy, but quite quickly, within the first two weeks, people warm up to you a lot and... 
yeah, you'll have a pretty like homogenous experience from then on out of the things that we've said. Yeah, definitely. Well, like one... people will invite you into their their homes and uh, just have a conversation with you. I'll say caribou, caribou key, kit. Uh, to which Alex would usually say, oh, um, Hapana, Asante. Um, but uh, I, I, I would quite like to like sit with them for a bit, especially if I had nowhere to go. It was uh, a nice way of spending the day. Well, I'm not sure how to do this segue, but spending our day, if you're going to be spending your day, you're going to need a nice breakfast. So we're going to do a quick overview <laughs> of the food that you'll be eating in Tanzania. So, might as well do this uh, chronologically. Starting off your day, you're going to have breakfast. Now, what were the uh, three main breakfast items, Joe? A boiled egg, a mm-hmm. chapati, and... Was it like some yams? Yep. Uh, I was thinking more chai, but yeah, I completely forgot about yams. Ah, uh, chai, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> so a chapati is just like a pancake, but instead of being made with um, like wheat flour, they're made with what's it called maize, maize. flour. So like uh, you know like sweet Mahindi. corn kind of. Is that what maize is in Swahili? Yeah. Okay. Because tons of other like food is just the same as it would be in like English or whatever. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So that's your breakfast. Uh, I think we should do a score out of ten for each of them. So uh, we'll start with the egg. What was <laughs> boiled egg, pretty standard. You have to, uh, what's it called, peel the shell off yourself. Uh, I mean, you would usually, right? Oh, uh, unless, I don't know. I don't usually get boiled eggs, I don't like them. Oh, okay. Is that because you don't I like would, them in general? I'd always or? give mine... I don't like them in general. Okay, yeah. I never tried. I never tried them in Kordoli, so maybe they would have been nicer. But I just, I just hate boiled eggs, so I never, I never got one. Uh, well, I, I, I was given one, but then I'd give it to you or someone else. Uh. <laughs> so I'd give it a solid like six and a half out of ten. It was pretty good, but it's just a boiled egg, so you know nothing special. I'll give it an N.A., not applicable. <laughs> okay, moving on to uh, the chapatis. Now, I thought they were a solid, like, 5 out of 10. They were completely bog-standard. I'd eat as, mm, like, as much as made me full, but no more. It was really boring to me. I, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the chapatis, especially okay. with, a, 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 like, a, a few spoons of sugar on the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ate. I've never ate eaten more granulated sugar than I have at Quadoli. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I just put sugar on everything, which probably wasn't the best idea, but but <laughs> it, it it I don't know. I I I just had a really sweet tooth uh-huh. at breakfast time. So uh, yams. These are like, do you have yams in the UK? I don't think you do, but some kind of like... You can get them. But you can get them. Yeah. I'm trying to think if they're in anything, but I think they're quite a specialist kind of vegetable or whatever. Yeah, I never big fan. These are like a three out of ten. 
avoid at all costs. You can get different kinds. Like some of them are a bit potatoey, and some of them are, have their own very yam taste, uh. which I wasn't the biggest fan of. But uh, you know, it was food, and fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. Chai tea, which well, tea you have in the UK. <coughs> But this was very different. I think it was made with like ginger and spices, so I was yeah, a big fan uh, of Me all the too. things that I'd take back. I think the tea was one of the things that I'd want to get a recipe of the most. That was an I'd eight take, out of ten. I I take that that chai over English tea. Uh, definitely. Yeah, just a, a bit sweeter, a bit. A bit more flavoursome. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, lunchtime. This is when you get a uh, experience uh, lunch mama's speciality and something the the trio of uh, of ingredients that will be probably ninety percent of your diet throughout this uh, whole experience. Do you want to Walina maharage na mchicha, rice beans and I'm gonna say spinach. I don't know whether it was spinach, but it was something. It was a sort of vegetable, a bit like spinach. They never called it spinach. Did though, they not? But oh, okay. I don't think they did. No. Oh, I remember asking Edwin about it, and he just said it was like, yeah, that's spinach. Because I was like, oh, what's the like this oh, right. for? And he said, oh, it's just spinach. I don't know. <laughs> Mchicha is what they called it. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, this um, will be the majority of your diet. Rice, pretty standard, I would say. Uh, it's... It's all like white rice. I don't think we ever had brown rice when we were in the village, did we? No, um, I don't. I think we might have had pilau, sort of flavored rice with bits of potato in it at some points. Mm. <clears throat> but it was mainly just white rice, uh. sometimes flavored with coconut. Yes. Um, maybe a bit of salt in there. So, moving on to the second one, beans. Uh, Maharage. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, they're little beans. They're, I would say they're uh, kind of halfway between a haricot bean, so like a baked bean, and uh, one of those like the little black beans that you get in the cans. Mm. It's kind of midway between the two of them in size, but also so in the texture. So I like texture. cannellini. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were just... And they they were in a sort of, like, a gravy flavoured with bean Uh and a bit of salt. Yeah. And then the spinach was just kind of steamed, I guess. And then kind of salted. I don't think they used too much pepper in their cooking, did they? Um... You mean pepper as in... Like ground pepper or whatever, kind of... Oh, I don't pepper. think so, no. No. But, yeah. Uh... But you learn to love that meal. I did, anyway. Uh-huh. Like, I'd start, I started off, like, thinking, this is all right, yeah, I could eat this. Uh, after a while, I got bored of it. Uh... But then, like, towards the end, I, I was living for those three components. Mm-hmm. Rice, bean, and spinach. 
I I miss I miss those meals. I tried to recreate them a few times since being back. Yeah. And they they've been alright, but never quite the same. No. We are we're hopefully gonna get Alan on the pod sometime soon, and uh, we're gonna get a authentic recipe straight from his mouth so that we can fully uh fully recreate it back in our UK kitchens. I think the secret to the I, rice... I don't think even if we had recipes, it wouldn't be the same. You have to have the same, like, ingredients and cooking equipment and everything. Well, uh, maybe this will come up later, but I have the correct cooking equipment. You do? Yeah, oh. remember, I bought that frying pan. Oh. So I might have to yeah. cr- crack that out sometime, see if I can... Because I think the secret to the rice, and this is where... It's a bit problematic, but I think it's that they cook it in uh, palm oil, and I think that gives it the unique oh. taste that we had there. So yeah, sorry, orangutans. No, uh, let's just rule that out. <laughs> recreating that because palm oil is catastrophic for the rainforest. Yeah. So uh, moving on to dinner, you'd often have. Uh, rice beans and spinach once again uh but occasionally you'd have probably like one of three dishes first one was uh the fish dish that i was quite a big fan of other people were annoyed uh so it was quite bony which i think lots of people took umbrage with but if you could get over that i thought it was pretty good it was almost more bone than fish Mm. So you had to sort of um, fidget with it a bit to get the meat off the skeleton, but it was it was a re- rewarding taste. Yeah, yeah, I I liked it. And these were fish that were caught locally in the uh, the river that uh, yes we once crossed, but uh, uh yeah we did <laughs> did that. Uh, other thing was like a was it like a goat stew or something? I'll let you well, take we we out. did have a lot of goat meat. How was that kind of served? Like chunks of it, chunks of meat um, from a goat. But they would just call it meat. They'd just call it... Um, what's the word for meat? Nyama. Nyama. Wattenbuzi. But meat was just like, by default, goat because... There were so many goats around. Mm. It was just easy for them to to get goat meat. And then the third one was uh, Chips My Eye, which no doubt you've forgotten about until now. Actually, no. <laughs> How could I ever forget Chips My Eye? It was like a chips omelette, wasn't it? Mm. But um, it was everyone's favourite thing. It was like, ah, oh, Chips My Eye, yes. Like you'd 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 be excited for the days when it was chips my eye yeah. for 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 dinner. <laughs> no offense to lunch, mama, but I think I had the uh, best cook in my homestay, mama, mama Joseph, aka Lydia. And uh, Lydia's beans were very nice, weren't they? So was her spinach. So was her rice. And the chips my eye, hers was the best. It was better than we stopped off at uh, 
always get it wrong, Tiriani. Yeah, Tiriani, yeah. Yeah, there was a restaurant there which was like, you know, fairly fancy. It had like properly printed uh, adverts for all the meals and stuff and their chips my eye just wasn't as good. So yeah, very mm. spoiled in my <laughs> choice of family. One other meal actually. Um, are we are we just touching on food today? Uh, just touching, but you've started, so I'll let you finish. Intestine soup can wait for oh. the food episode. <laughs> mm, right. Yeah, there's a reason I'd forgotten about that till now. Uh, I will say that welcome. <laughs> fruit is a thing that uh, well, you get an orange every day at lunch. But yes, an orange cut in half, which you would have to bite right into. Yeah, they were not the easy peels that you get from the supermarket. No. Um, so you get one of those every day, but slightly more rare was banana. I think, well, when we went, Cooked it was... banana was quite common. Was that banana or was that plantain? Plantain is... Uh, they called it banana. Did they? Okay. It might have been plantain, but it was savoury. Uh. It was a cooking banana of some kind. DC anyway is what they called it well occasionally maybe like once a week or something I'd get kind of like a f one and a half bananas I think three between me and uh, Alan with uh, one of our evening meals and that was did you ever have the banana the banana stew well I did but it, it didn't taste like banana to me it tasted like it was a it was way more savory and the banana had like a way kind of like more fibrous kind of texture, mm. so that's and it why was very like, creamy was... as well. Uh, but anyway, I wasn't wasn't a fan of that, but uh, but that was like one of their big meals. Uh, I think that will we'll go back in more detail when we get to the uh, the food episode. The food episode. But very occasionally, will... maybe five times over the whole whole time we were there. We had a uh, watermelon, which I think was a highlight for everybody. I think we had it quite a bit more often than than that. We'd have like a slice with like every other lunch. Did we? I think so. What is it? No, it was mango that we had a few times. That was a highlight. Sorry. Oh uh, right, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes. We will go back in more detail in the food episode and we'll talk about uh, my and Joe's misadventures trying to uh, steal jackfruit from Mother Nature herself. Oh, God. And how we were uh, thwarted at every uh, every attempt of our silly, silly Mazungu plan now. Okay, so I think that's about everything you need to know about your the general kind of village life outside the project in your first couple of weeks. We'll go into it a bit more detail in the next episode when we finish off everything up to phase review. But uh, yeah, that should give you a general idea of what you'll be doing outside of the classroom. Uh, as always, time for Joe's uh, segment to shine. It's this week's hey. Joe Swahili <laughs> segment. Uh, okay, uh, let's just see. What shall I say today? Actually, Alex, do you remember what I said last time? Because uh, this is a good opportunity to test you. 
uh, I believe you had a phrase which was, well, it ends in pole pole, and it was, which I thought would mean sorry, sorry, but pole pole is one of these uh, kind of multi-use words where when you put it together twice, it actually means slowly. <laughs> that was in the last episode, yeah, but uh, oh. do you remember what I said? In the, the the podcast that never was. Uh, unfortunately, my brain is tied to this podcast. And uh, yeah, if a podcast gets deleted, it deletes it out of my head as well, so no. Ah, uh, right, yeah. That is a common condition. Yeah. Do you re remember... Do you know what I'm saying if I say... Ninataka kununua machungwa. Uh Okay, so my favorite phrase, Nina Furaha Kukutana Nawewe. Uh what yes. was the Nina bit? Is it like I? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so the word for teaching I feel you said in that phrase as well. Did you? Fundisha. Is that Fundisha means teaching and what was your phrase again, sorry? Could you just repeat for me? Okay, no. And machungwa. I feel that's got something to do with food. Yes. Uh, I'll give you a clue. The ma means a plural. Uh, so if you just think chungwa. Which I don't remember. That's not the word for meat, is it? No. And it's not the word, is it just the word for food, like meal, or? No, that's chakula. Chakula, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's something we ate quite a lot of. Is it, is it beans? No, it's not beans, it's a fruit. Is it jackfruit? No, it can't be. No. <laughs> Banana, I don't know. Orange. Orange, okay. So, I would I like something to buy. Oh, buy, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, instead of saying uh, you would say which is I am asking for. So, I am asking for oranges. Okay. And if you want to say the amount of oranges, you'd say Ninataka kununua Machungwa matatu, say like if you are buying three oranges. So you say the number after the thing that okay, it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that is that is pretty useful, I think. I like to think so. Hmm. So is a computer and a calendar. Uh, words I use daily in the uh, the village. <laughs> right. Well, your time to shine. I believe it's now my time to shine. I'm so bored. <laughs> this jingle's getting very old very fast. I. Uh, it's the reason I make oh, you do it each time. Alex is the boring fact. I'm trying to the work out if you, you don't... Are you trying to do an impression of me when you sing that? 
I don't think I've got like that nasally a voice. I don't even know. It it just it just happened. Okay. <laughs> just go with it. Right. Well, uh so I do not uh I'm a big fan of cars and so even though this is vaguely interesting to me, I'm sure it counts as boring. The uh, Toyota Motor Corporation, so you know, your kind of Toyota Yaris, your Toyota Corolla. Ah, yes, I know all of those. A bit like uh, the Ford Motor Company was set up by Henry Ford. Uh, oh, the yeah. uh, Toyota Motor Company is named after Kichiro Toyoda, the starter of it. Oh. Now, you might have noticed I said Toyoda, not Toyota. So it's like T-O-Y-O-D-A instead of the... Uh, T O Y O T A, and the reason why I it's used changed... to have a Toyota. Pardon? <laughs> I used to have a Toyota. Oh yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, this is because in a Japanese, uh, like I don't know what you'd call it, uh, tradition or superstition or whatever, uh, a word okay. or a family to name would be lucky or unlucky based on how many strokes of a pen it would take to, like, draw it. So if you imagine, like, some oh. Japanese characters, uh, you'll right. take, like, a certain yeah. amount of swipes kind of thing to, like, draw it out. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Toyota takes, like, seven, whereas Toyoda, because it's, like... No, Toyoda takes seven, but Toyota, <laughs> because they use different, uh, like, symbols for it, it takes eight. Mm. And eight is like a very lucky number, so yeah, they decided oh. to change the name, and that's why it's Toyota. That is interesting. Yeah. So there we go. That's your boring fact of the week. I hope that keeps you tiding over to uh, episode eleven. But uh, I think it's now time for uh, fifteen quid. So. Okay. Flash. Flashback to we're in the village. Okay. Okay. We've just reached level 26 on Phil. Oh. You'll have to listen Would to you... the uh, Apps and uh, Games episode to find out why <laughs> why 26 is a cursed number. Would you rather have, say, like 10 more full, solid levels of quality Phil or 15 quid? And by levels, I mean like the the levels with all the mini levels inside. So, them. so, so, bit of a spoiler, but levels one to twenty five were like you know, solid gameplay. Level twenty six just dropped the ball big time. You're saying that it would have gone from level one all the way up to level thirty five, and then level thirty six would be the one that like drops the ball big time. Yes. Right. And £15, and I'm in village. Yeah, so it's I... like you can pay the 15 quid when you get home. Oh, okay, right. I, it's like an in-app purchase or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think, how long did it take us to finish that game? Once again, this is cannibalising the, the app episode, but I'm not sure we would have <laughs> completed Phil if we had... Uh... That many levels. Yeah. And I feel half of Phil was the uh, kind of like a, the achievability. It was that we knew there's like level 100 of level 26. That's the end. We had like a goal. And I think that kept us fresh. That kept our minds sharp, you know. And I wonder whether <laughs> adding in 10 levels would mean that we could never finish it. 
ten levels of a hundred like little puzzles each. That's a thousand puzzles. Even if we got Izzy to help us out, I don't think we would have uh, finished it properly. So I I'm not sure. Plus, uh, like, I don't know. What would you go for? Um, probably fifteen quid. Fifteen quid. Partly because Phil was almost a bad influence on us. I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> it did take up a lot of our time, and it, I don't think I would have actively spent money to take up even more. It was good we had something to do, and it was quite fun yeah. to like bond between us, especially when we got some of the uh, the kids involved with it. But no, oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I would have gone with it. That's uh. That's flying too close to the sun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I'll accept that answer. So, uh, well, my my answer is not going to be as good. So, set your expectations a bit lower. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I'll do the same kind of premise. You're back in the village. Would you right. rather have? 15 quid in, like, UK notes, or uh, okay. would you rather have 15 quid, but, I don't know, you gave it to Godfrey, he went to the town, he came back, but he pressed the wrong button, and instead of giving you, like, I don't know, uh, a bunch of, like, 10,000 shilling notes, you know the really small coins that were worth, like, 25 shillings? Yeah. He's given you 15 quid in those. So he hands over like a rucksack full of them. Because I'm just going to do the <laughs> conversion here. Uh, Turn Zanian shilling to great British pound. Uh, so 15. You would have... Well, that 15 quid is worth 47,273 Tanzanian shillings. And if Jeez. I say... That that's uh, that you're given in twenty-five cent coins. You'd have one thousand eight hundred and ninety of these individual coins that are roughly like the same size as I don't know, like a five p or one p kind of thing. I'm gonna have to go for the 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 fifteen quid in Tanzanian shillings. Really? Even though it, even though it's a palava. Uh, but just because of the fact that I had no money, <clears throat> and like when we did, when we bought like the shirts together, I had to rely on you, didn't I? <laughs> so um, I'd rather have some money that I can spend than some money that is, is just not usable. Ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Because I would be tempted to say the same thing, but at the same time, I remember I got my bag fixed, and I think that was, uh, how much was it? It was like 2,000 shillings, and so I would have had to give him, like, how many coins is that? That's like, four for a hundred, and then ten. I would have had to give him, like, 80 coins, and I don't think he would have appreciated that. <laughs> so I don't know but you I, can't give him UK money no but then 
I could try to get it like converted at some point. A bit like Godfrey. Ah, uh, that is cheating. Is it? The whole premise of the thing was that you tried to get it converted and then... Oh, right, won. okay. This was your 15 quid, Alex. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Joe, if I could reach back in time to that recording and I could tell how much I had to modify your one to make it an actual conundrum, I'm a... Uh... Okay, uh, I would take yours then. I'd use those little coins and I'd just uh, brush up on how to say, really sorry, this is the only currency I have. <laughs> and yeah, I'd be I'd be looking to try to get it uh, uh, condensed into some like notage form. Well, I think that's everything we've uh, had done for this week. You learnt a bit about food, yes. a bit about village life, uh, hopefully the back end wasn't too terrible and uh, we'll be back next week with episode 11 where we talk about uh, the rest of the project and what we did uh, stay tuned for some <coughs> some more in-depth and kind of like specific village life less day-to-day -day stuff uh, a little adventure that we had to go see a waterfall and yeah uh, the uh the return of everyone's favourite uh, Asante Queen herself, Caro. <laughs> Can't wait. So yeah, uh, from me, hopefully, as the whatever version of uh, All Stars is playing at the moment is uh, swelling up behind my voice, is a goodbye from me. And it's a Tutuan Anna Badai from me. Show on.